Squad, you already know who this is. But for those, the new timers, this is the Law Nations talk show, and we're going to talk about the uh, Colin Cowherd's uh, change of, of, of views. We're going to look at those things, and uh, we're going to try to get this thing going one way or another. Don't forget, guys, I'm on a mission. The new mission would be there's a like button. Let's get that likes up, man. Uh, we got to get it to at least 100 likes uh, per episode. At least, minimum, you know, 100. I can't go, I hate to go back and look at other episodes and I see two to 3,000 views, but with only 45 likes. So, but if you can help your brother out, if you can help a brother out, just give me that like button and just hit it, smash it, drop the elbows on it. That's the orders of the law, man. Beat it down. Beat that like button down. And then uh, there's the share button, you know, uh, especially those who are on Twitter. Just share this uh, this particular episode out to the Twitter worlds. And I'm on iTunes. Uh, if you're on iTunes, give me a review. Uh, th that helps out the nation as well so that one day you can turn on your television and you'll see your brother from another mother there. You know what I mean? <laughs> so let's get this thing going one way or another. I, before I start uh, this evening show, I, I would like to bring out the uh, the first person that's in the chat box. I always like to do that because that let me know that, that you're quicker than everyone else. You're faster than everyone else. You are part of the notification squad. You are in the mix. K-Do Dallas Ambassador. On the, Law, on the Law Nation page. First person in here, Dario Plummer. Appreciate you, man. You here. Uh, Crimson God. Crimson God, that's what it is. 23. Third place, close, but no cigar. And uh, you're getting there. You're getting there. And uh, let me jump over here to the Law Nations 2.0. Let me jump over here. Andrew, shout out to you. Ronald Lugo, second place. You got to beat Andrew next time. He's a little bit faster. He's a little bit quicker than you. You got to faster. You got to get it a little bit quicker for him, okay? Gideon, Frisco, appreciate you, man. Thank you for tuning in to the nation. We got to really do this little quick deal. No no video, just pure audio of uh, Colin Cowherd uh, and, and this sort of thing. So we're going to go over and listen to what he have to say about what he believes, what happened with Kirk Cousins. Now, to me, Everybody, everybody was saying like, hey, man, Kirk Cousin is the best thing since sliced bread. He was just on a horrible team. He's a better thrower of the ball, although he's like 0-4 against my brother, Dak Prescott. But it is cool. It's cool. It's cool. Kirk Cousin is the better quarterback than Dak Prescott, opposed, supposedly, right? We already know that, so we're not going to get on the Dak Prescott versus Kirk Cousins. But I'm going to let Colin Cowherd do all the talking. We're going to see what he has to say about this whole situation and whole scenario. Studwood, man, appreciate you on the Periscope. Shout out to you, man. Don't forget to hit that like button there, too. I'm everywhere. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Well, Minnesota's lost last night. It's crazy. For the record, breaking news. 
John D. Filippo, the offensive coordinator for the Vikings, just got fired. Yeah, it's his fault. Yeah, by the way, Philadelphia, go get him for Carson Wentz. So this is funny about last night. There's a reason. Last night was classic Kirk Cousins. He lost the game in prime time and ends up with garbage yards at the end. And this is why I say you got to watch the games. Got to watch. Last the- night I said this to my wife. I said, "Man, this is this is this is boring." Well, why do you keep watching it? I said, "Cause you got to watch the games. Don't pay attention to stats." There have been years that if you didn't watch Andy Dalton, you looked at his box score, you're like, yeah. "Ooh, it's a Pro Bowler." And Jacksonville gave Blake Bortles. Oh, Blake! Did you watch Blake Bortles? Mm. Last night is the difference between Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins. Neither played well. They In fact, did. Russell a had a terrible interception. Yeah. But Russell Wilson always makes the play in the game. And that was an equally huge game for both teams. True that. Kirk Cousins never makes the play. Neither played great, but one made a great play. Russell Wilson scrambles right there down the sideline. That changed everything. It did. Quarterbacks don't play well every weekend. Peyton Manning didn't. Brady doesn't. Breeze had a stinker against the Cowboys. But do you make the play? The NBA is <laughs> littered with guys like Zach Levine, who scored 24 a night, and you won't remember three baskets when he's done. Blake Griffin, 26 a night. An endless highlight reel. Mm-hmm. Has he ever hit a big shot? Russell Wilson right now is behind Matt Ryan. He's 11th in fantasy football quarterback points. He's behind Matt Ryan, mm. who's on a five-game losing streak and never makes the play. He's behind Cam Newton, also on a five-game losing streak. But never makes the I play. I say right? this. <laughs> judge a person on a bad day. That's who they are. Every parent's in a good mood when little Johnny hits the game-winning Little League home run. But what about when little Johnny goes 0 for 3 and the umpire hosed him? How's dad act then? Because that's who dad is. Russell Wilson put up a stinker last night. Had the worst interception of the season. The craziest, goofiest, awful throw of the year. But he made the play. Kirk Cousins is now 4-13 in primetime games. Russell Wilson is 21-5. Let let that sink in, Russell Wilson wins 60% of his road. Let that sink in. Primetime games. We already know the biggest stage, the brightest stage, when everything counts the most. And this is what the stage the Dallas Cowboys on pretty much every weekend. But we know that we limited to what, like six primetime games a year. But it may be more because they flex our games. And it's just one of those things. Like this game coming up this weekend, I guarantee you, I can bet. Well, I'm not going to bet, but you can bet your bottom dollar. You bet your bottom dollar that this weekend game definitely going to be one of the, like the most highest rated games of the year. You want, you're going to see so many people pumping up the coats. They're going to say, okay, this guy is a first-round draft pick, Andrew Luck. The Dallas Cowboys don't have a chance because they beat out the Texans. And, and what's so crazy to me, just to me, not to you guys, not to, the, uh, to the, some of the people out there, uh, but – just to me, people act like the, the the Texans came into well, we came down there to the Houston Texans, and they just mollywopped us and beat us down to the ground. It seems as if though that was the scenario, but one can argue the fact if we played a little bit better game, 
if Dak Prescott played it just a T-Nights, right? Just a small effort better, right? Just a little bit better than maybe. Or the coaching staff. Or if we was able to bounce out on one of those runs. Or if we went for it when it was third and one or third and two, whatever it was. And then we ultimately uh, did the uh, – I think the kicker missed a kick during that game. Y'all, you guys can remind me. But uh, if we played just a little bit better, we would have won that game as well. So – it's not a given. It's a, any given Sunday. It's not a given that we're going to beat the Colts. But one thing I can say, if you look at the, like the past games that we played in, every game, every single game, we was in the, we was in those games. Uh, even the Tennessee Titans game, although it looks like at the latter part of a 17-point uh, victory uh, by the Tennessee Titans, somebody's going to say, well, no, y'all guys, guys got beat. No, oh, no, no, no. We was in that game. So if we look at every game that we played in, we, we are in there. We're close to it. But let's uh, listen to some more, Colin, and see what he had to say. Games. Kirk Cousins wins 36% of them. Mm-hmm. But if you looked at the box score last night, Kirk Cousins, oh, 20 of 33, over 200 yards, touchdown, no picks, 90 passer rating. If you look at the box score, Russell Wilson, 10 for 20, 72 yards, no TDs, a pick, and a passer rating of 37. Tell my wife, I got to watch these games. And last night's why you got to watch the games. Listen. By the way, Minnesota, I don't want to. Listen, wanna... you got to do more than just watching the game. Just because Colin Cowherd says he got you got to watch the games. No, you got to look at it in details look at the small things that the things that you pretty much gloss over gotta study the game not just watch the game especially if you are i'm just talking about for the dallas cowboys if you really want to get in tune with the cowboys or what they're doing not just the broadcasting view you know there's an old saying those who are out there who really will know this especially especially if you got a lot of things going within anything they always say measure twice cut once measure twice cut once and let that sink in and let that soak into your mental uh mind capacity of what you really need to do when you looking at the game study the game look at the uh, the way the quarterback is throwing the ball look at the tendencies of the opposition see what you can see beyond what the broadcasting views are saying try to go back and get the nfl game pass pull up the all 22 and see what exactly happened off of the play that was uh, uh, beat by a certain player. Got to go into details. It's inductive learning. It's inductive study. At first, it may seem hard, but after a while, you will enjoy it. I guarantee. <laughs> but let's go, man. Shout out to you, Marcus Garver. I see you over there. And also, Lamar, appreciate you. Call Young, appreciate you guys. No, what was it NYC Cowboys? We everywhere. I hear about officiating. About. Okay, you're the only team in the league that through 13 games, you could make 13 a round number. You're 6-6-1. Six, six, and one. You define average. You got two world-class receivers, excellent defense, and you couldn't score till garbage time. I don't want to hear about officiating. You got a gift call against the Packers and Clay Matthews earlier this year, and true to form, you couldn't even win that game. You tied it. Watch the games. That was a great classic Russell Wilson game because he stunk, had a terrible pick, but unlike Cousins, made the play. And let me segue to another guy that a lot of people criticize, myself included. Okay. 
but he oftentimes wins close games, Dak Prescott. Okay. So I want to remind everybody, as we shift the Dak talk, that Kirk Cousins was the best free agent quarterback on the market this year. Supposedly, yes. Easily. Everybody was saying was actually outside of maybe, uh, you know, like a, like a Peyton Manning, the best available quarterback in years. And Peyton, by the way, would never have left if Andrew Luck was not going to get drafted. If Andrew Luck was not available out of college, the best quarterback out of college since John Elway, the Colts would have kept Peyton Manning. True they wouldn't that. have moved him. True that. True that. Yeah. Kirk Cousins was the gem of the free agent class. He has two and a half more years on his contract with the Vikings at $28 million a year. If Minnesota could get out of that contract on the flight home, they would have last night. They'd get out of that thing tomorrow if they could, and they can't. (laughs) So if you have any doubts about Dak Prescott, let me remind you, and I have been critical of him. We listening. He does give you four things which are really important things in 2018. Stability at the position. You don't want to be Jacksonville. They've got stability at the position. He's mobile in an era where I do want my quarterbacks. I like him to move around a little. You do want that. Number three, number three. he has incredible leadership qualities. There you go. And Can't number four, that. this is weird, but um, he wins a lot of close games. There you go. I think <laughs> he's limited too. Right? I've said before, if you're going to sign him, it better be 18 to 21 million. He needs a. Remember, I said a couple of days ago that the, the best price range for Dak Prescott is anywhere between 18 million and 22 million, and and now it seems like the collective news is getting down to uh, said Colin Cowherd. You got to be able to pick in between that time frame of a quarterback coming into his second contract or going into his second contract to pay him just enough so it can not throw off the scales of the uh of the cap salary cap we understand we got to play d law we got to pay byron jones we got to figure out a way to get these guys still on the team although this is a young defense we can look at it from this aspect too (laughs) when these guys contracts are up other teams going to say hey that same young guy will look good on our team so we got to figure out a way can you imagine if we figured out a way to keep anthony hitchens on this team and we'd have had him instead of uh, uh, number 57. And it was the way these guys are flying out to the ball right now, trust me, I, I like number 57, uh, Damian Wilson. But Hitchens, if you had Hitchens, uh, Jalen Smith, and as well as LVE, the way that he's playing right now, man, that would be nice right now. But things have changed, and, and teams started to look at our roster, and they say, okay, maybe we can get this guy and elevate him on our team. And, and this is another thing that the Cowboys need to work on, and that's making deals. That's knowing that you know you're going to have a player that you're going to let walk. Figure out a way that you can trade that guy. Right now, Taco on this team, we need to figure out something. It's been over, what, 25 games, and you only have three sacks. So that's not something that we want to really – what has it been? Not 25 games. Close to 19. How many games Taco Charlton been playing? Let me know that in the comment box. Let me know. Because at some point, we're going to have to have production just more than depth with him. we got to see him starting 
And we must see something out there. Of course, we know that Randy Gregory is out there. And then we got the Dorrance Armstrong kid that they subbed in before Taco. So something is weird about that. And there's no injury report out there on Taco. Let me know. Help me out. Let me see what we can do. We got to figure out a way to finagle that in. Because everything else, the evaluations of Will McClay is superb. The, uh, the, the way that he's picking up players like in the late round, it's cool. It's cool. But there's one thing that we need to work on and improve on, the Cowboy Nation. And that's even when I was talking about with Ron Leary. I was going back and forth with Mike Fisher. I said, look, we're going to end up tendering this guy, and we're not going to get nothing from him. We should figure out a way that we can make move that asset and get some type of pickback or something like that from him. And he was like, well, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And uh, we end up losing him, and uh, he got picked up, and I think we picked up compensatory picks. But we need to figure out how to finagle that in as it relates to uh, the, the Cowboys roster. I think that we can be so much better if we can get trades for players and not just letting players walk for free 99 and then relying on compensatory picks and things like that. A lot of help. But college football only gives you about one to two quarterbacks a year. And it should be noted, Dallas doesn't have a first-round pick next year. Dak has the leverage of scarcity. There's not many quarterbacks out there. And as I'm watching Kirk Cousins last night, I'm thinking about Dak. <laughs> and I'm thinking, Kirk Cousins, he was the gem of the quarterback free agent class. Right. <laughs> he cannot win a close game. He cannot win a primetime game. Jerry Jones was on Dallas radio this morning. And listen, he knows Dak better than all of us. Listen, people. And he said, Dak, you ever notice how often he wins big games? I think that was somebody playing Jerry Jones. It sounded almost too much like Jerry Jones. Mm -hmm. But he's right. So in review, in my first segment today, <laughs> Russell Wilson played lousy. But I love him because he makes the play. He does. And Dak Prescott, in my opinion, is an average quarterback talent. But, man, he makes plays in big games, offers stability, can move around a little bit, and has incredible leadership qualities. Do not forget, Kirk Cousins was the gem of the free agent class. All right, so that was the end of uh, his particular excerpt or a little mini-segment, I guess. You can say that on the... Um, uh, Dak Prescott deal where, where he believed that Kirk Cousin is strengthening the uh, argument of Dak Prescott being a legitimate quarterback. But this is the thing. Anybody that you put weapons around, they should show up. Now, one can argue the fact that the Minnesota Vikings, they got defense, right? <laughs> they got nice receivers. One can argue that the beginning of the year, we would do a lot of things to get their receivers, right? Somebody can argue that, right? They got a nasty, and I'm talking about a wonderful tight end. Hmm. Man, we would love to have that tight end on our team right now. And they do have a decent, and I'm talking about a decent running attack. So they got all phases, everything surrounded and around uh, Kirk Cousins, but he's not able to elevate their team. So, I mean, at one hand, we say, okay, hey, the guy's getting paid, what, $84 million guaranteed? So he should be able to elevate this team. They should be at least, at least, uh, what would I want to say? Oh, they're 6-6 six six now. They should at least have uh, close to 10 wins by now. 
They should have close to it. They should have won most of those games. Instead, you know, they they six and six or six six and one or something like that. Some crazy number. Appreciate you, B man, for joining in on the Periscope, man. Thank you for tuning in, Dallas. Uh, God say for real. All issues are coachable. Leadership and was it leadership and the will to win game isn't. So yes, when you have the ability to have that leadership and you have the ability to elevate your person that's on the team. Yes. So other things can be fixable and coachable, like like climbing the pocket, stepping up through your throws, those type of things. You can work those things out. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right, so appreciate everybody for tuning in to the nation. Let's get this thing going one way or another, guys. I'm going to read your comments. Let's do a quick Q&A before I run. Uh, really, really, really do appreciate you guys. Don't forget to hit that like button, share the content, and let's see what we got over here. Blue Star, what's up, man? Salute to you, man. It's on the uh, Law Nation 2.0 page, and who, who is this we have here? Say Primetime Law, do you think we're winning the Super Bowl? I think that we need to win one game at a time, say Primetime. I, I would love for us to win the Super Bowl. I said, I've been saying since 1995 that we were going to win the Super Bowl, but right now, the mode and the moment that I'm in right now is that we need to win every game that we play on that particular Sunday. We don't need to be looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and overlooking the Colts right now. We do not be, need to be looking at the uh, Giants and seeing what they're doing. You still got Eagles fans that think right now that if they can win out, they can get to the, they can get to the playoff, and then all of a sudden they can get hot and things like that. And they banking on the fact that the Cowboys are going to lose out so that they can get in. And that's the type of mentality that some Eagle fans got out there. So what we need to do collectively, we need to play the game that we have in front of us and keep things going in the right direction each game. All we got to do is play our style of football. Don't pay attention to what the Kansas City Chiefs are doing. Don't pay attention to what the L.A. Rams are doing. Do not, and I'm telling you, do not pay attention to the uh, the Patriots of the world and whoever else that's in this uh, NFC East as well. So we cannot pay attention to those particular teams. We just got to stand firm and stand fighting, stay fighting to, to what we believe in. That's the best thing we can do. Now, Marcus Garvey, he says, when Tavon Austin coming back, I think I should hope that he come back this week, man. Uh, that's the only thing. I think that they're uh, they're only squeezing him out. They're trying to wait and see whether or not he can just be be a guy that can bounce back into these things. But healthy is everything. And, and then on top of that, our main concern is Zach Martin. Zach Martin, man, <clears throat> need to figure out a way, man. We do, man. Uh, we definitely do need to figure out a way if Zach Martin can get back in this thing. Because the real thing is with this is that we're on one hand looking at everything and saying to ourselves, saying, if we can figure out a way, if we can figure out a way to just win this game, we clinch. And then the next game, maybe, then just maybe, we can rest a few guys. <laughs> but outside of that, I'm scared as you know what, because you guys know how it is when you when Jason Garrett rests these players. <laughs> Let me know. You guys know how it is, man. Let me know, man, how you guys feel about that. But if we could just win this game coming up, then that would open up the bridge for the next game. <laughs> and then we'll just still eat our humble pie. And then we can go to the next game. And then we can still eat our humble pie. So it is what it is. Rock and replenish. He says he's late. Man, we're going to wait around for you, man. We're going to wait around for you. 
Uh, I'm just trying to take advantage of this time while I can, to be on this thing. Really appreciate you guys. We only have, let's see, we got 50 people strong over here on the Law Nation page. I do know that I normally do not go on live at this point of time. And now, let me see what else we got on the other side. Really appreciate you guys. So 50 over here, and let's see what we got over here. Hmm, 69, 50, and 69. So then we've got some people in here. We got some people in here. Hit do me a favor. And this is how, you know, you guys can help me out. There's a like button. Just smash that like button. Drop the people's elbow on that like button. And uh, and we can make things happen. Uh, Allah, what's good, man? Shout out to you, man. Troy on the Periscope, man. Let people know. Thank you for joining in. Uh, I say rest Ezekiel Elliott. This is from uh, Dallas. He says uh, on the Periscope, he said rest Ezekiel Elliott. Momentum is everything with Ezekiel. You, you got to figure out a way with Ezekiel Elliott to keep the momentum going. You do not, and I'm going to repeat, you do not want him to get all like first two or three weeks Ezekiel because it takes time for him to get, get things going to me. It takes time for him to get his get his mind together, get him play in shape. So it is what it is. No notification, just happened to be watching uh, Divorce Court, and then you turned around and you saw me. Okay, I think something wrong with my algorithm, man, the reason why most people are not getting the notification. But it is good, man. It's still all good, man. We live like 95, man. We up in this thing. Big Texas, what's good, baby? Shout out to you, man. Shout out to you, man. Look, at you guys coming in now. I guess... Uh, <laughs> They, uh, the YouTube forgot to hit the notification, let everybody know that I'm live, but it's all good. What else we got? Uh, what else we got over here? Yes. Classic reaction. Appreciate you, man. <clears throat> uh, he says, uh, Allah says, does Zeke seems a little slow? Um, at times he do. And then it also, he, he still got that next gear, but we, we have yet to see like what we seen his first year, you know? And we have yet to see that play that he did in the first few weeks as well. Like, he was explosive against the Seattle Seahawks um, uh, this first game this year. Like, his first game against Seattle Seahawks this year, he was explosive, but he fumbled the ball. I mean, I was just like, man, this is Ezekiel Elliott that we know. But um, it, it, it to me, I know a lot of people say, oh, he's Zeke, you know. But to me, I'm saying next year we still may have to – really look at something else like a change of pace I, I like what Rod Smith did last week but I can't bank on Rod Smith doing that every week if you know what I mean you know if you know what I'm trying to say if you can help me out with Rod Smith believe me we still need that change of pace pace we need that uh 40 touches is a lot of touches though that is a lot of touches John S man can't rest him just use Rod a bit more I, I'm saying it in the same breath. I'm saying use Rod a, a bit more. Use Jamez Olawale. But the the way these games been and the way we kind of bag out of everything it, when we get to the red zone, money zone, green zone, it, it just it baffles me. What's good in the hood, Big Law? This is from who, who this is? Who this is right here? NC Biggest, man. What's good with you, man? Appreciate you, man. I want all the smoke with Seattle. <laughs> this is from B from a Periscope. He said he want all the smoke. <laughs> all right. Remember I said this. There are only two teams that I just do not want to see in the playoffs. There's the Green Bay Packers and there's the Seattle Seahawks. And, and maybe you can slide in the, um, the, the Vikings. 
to me, for the last past years where we made it to the playoff, those three teams there just been been nightmares for me. Just been crazy for me. <laughs> I just been going through some withdrawals watching the Seattle Seahawks play us in the playoffs. And then on top of that with the Packers, I just hate the fact that when we play them, it's always something fishy. So if we can make it to the playoff and we don't have to play those teams, yeah, we going to the Super Bowl. I feel it that I feel it just that much, you know, how much I hate the Packers and how much I hate the Seattle Seahawks. But remember, I'm thinking only about one game at a time. <laughs> but I'm saying if we get there, we have to play those any, any one of those three teams. I, I'm really going to be sitting at the edge of my seat. Muggs Maxwell, what's up, man? Appreciate you, man. DJ Cobbs, man. Shout out to you, man. Thank you for tuning in to the nation. Uh, Mel Hayes says, yes, Zeke has been great runner, but not the big runs that we used to or accustomed to. Emmett used to break the big runs. Uh, this is from Mel Hayes. I think that a lot of and a ton of Emmett Smith, those big runs that he was able to to do, was he was so small and tiny in the hole. And then when he gets up on you, you're like, man, this guy's bigger than what he appears to be. And, and he would spring out, and then a lot of those bigger guys, they could they didn't have the dexterity that they have now. But I see what you're saying, though. I see exactly what you're saying. Uh, it do it at times. It does do look like Ezekiel Elliott get gasped at times so <laughs> somebody said unfortunately we are facing the seattle seahawks they might lose out we don't know <laughs> but they might lose out but yeah unfortunately it, it it may be that seattle seahawks but they had to come to our house is that correct they have to come to our house and uh revenge is like the sweetest joy next to getting you know what <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, like they say, my body be punished for hard living. Hands on the straps of praying so Father, please forgive me. <laughs> yes, we're going to be Ezekiel Russian. When they see him, they flooded. The miracles most wanted live on TV like pleasure and pain. We stuck in this game. Holler my name. We all going to die. We bleed through similar veins. That's silver and blue. You guys already know what I'm talking about, right? You guys already know what I'm talking about. Let this thing go. <laughs> it will be revenge. And I'm talking about the path of the righteous man as well. We got to figure out a way to get this man going with the ball. If we make it to the playoff and we playing against the Seattle Seahawks, those sea chickens, man, we're going to have to figure out a way. Uh-huh. Uh, he's added a little Le'Veon to his game. This is from Kado, Dallas ambassador. Uh, that part of Ezekiel Elliott, I, that, that's the part I don't like. But how can I argue the fact that Ezekiel Elliott is the leading running back in the league right now. But I, I would like to see Ezekiel Elliott, when he see that hole, to just go ahead and hit the hole. But sometimes he, he got that Le'Veon. You're right. You've been watching film, Dallas Ambassador. You've been watching film. He get out there and he'll stutter, stop, and then try to go. I'm like, no, just hit the hole, Zeke. You got it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> uh, Pierre says, I want Seattle. I want them right now. <laughs> Ain't no 12 men for Seattle at AT&T. We need to do the inverse. We need to be the 12th man, right? We need to have our own. Gallup should have 800 yards and eight TDs. This is from DJ Cobb. I mean, Gallup, man. <clears throat> Boy, it's nasty out there. Of course, uh, the connection between Dak Prescott and Gallup is just not there. Uh, we saw some plays that were left out, out there on the field, and one can argue that it is number four. But as long as we win it. <laughs> I will live with that. I will live with that. But it is what it is. Silver and blue, that's what I believe. 100. This is from Santa. Santana. I'm calling you Santa Santana. But Santana Louie, what's up, fam? 
Appreciate you. Yes, most definitely. It will be a revenge from last year and this year. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. But long as we don't play against Aaron Rodgers as well, that Aaron Rodgers, man, he know how to galvanize the Dallas Cowboys defense and figure out a way to get the officials on his side and all these crazy things. Um, <laughs> what else we have? Tyreek. We owe Seattle. We owe them. Yeah, we owe them a good one. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. What else we have? Any other questions? Any other Q&A before we get this thing going? Before I get on out of here. We also need a little juice and a kick slash pump returner. That's, that'll be Tavon Austin. I'm really thinking they got him in the reserve jar. They're going to pull him out of that jar. And <laughs> that Tavon Austin, man. Yes. Remember I did that film session, Speed force he's the speed force that, that 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 speed factor out there he's the guy that we need to have out there on the team that makes everybody see when they try to roll that coverage to the Mari cooper side okay all right we try to roll coverage we're trying to bracket cole beasley <laughs> can't do it when you got a guy like that with that type of speed and uh we always talk about, you know, too much air under the ball. Well, not enough air under the ball, overthrown ball. I think that uh, you give Tavon Austin a good enough, you know, release off the line because they're not going to try to jam him. No, they try to jam. They try to jam my guy uh, Gallup. That throws him off his release a little bit. Struggling getting off the line just a little bit, but he does have deceptive physical strength, and he's able to break free but he's off a step or what have you. They are already going to say when they see Tavon, when they see that, that guy out there, that number 10, they ain't going to try to jam him. They're going to give him a free release of what's going to happen from that. Off of a free release off the line, that means the DB is, is backed up a little bit, right? So what happened when we run to that side? See how this thing works out? What happened when Ezekiel Elliott runs to that side? Oh, hmm. That hole is open up there. And don't discount Tavon's Austin blocking ability. He can block just enough to get there, get to get to that spot. And all Ezekiel Elliott needs is what? <laughs> what do he need, guys? One inch and he can take it a mile. He can go zero to 60 real what? Quick. So that's what we need to see right there, man. Yes, indeed. So Tavon Austin get back into, the, into this thing. And then we already have Amari Cooper. That's a lot of 4-4. Four, four. That's what, a 4-3 and a 4-3 guy, 4-4 four, four guy, sub 4-4. Four, four. DB's going to have to play responsible. <laughs> They're going to have to play responsible. They came. I would love, man, I would love to see that single high safety when you got Tavon Austin and Amari Cooper back there in the backfield. I would love to see that. <laughs> All right, so let me see. All Tavon's, yeah, DJ Cobb said he will, he will stretch it out. And then the jet sweep, they can st they can finally bring that back into the fold when they do the jet sweep. So it's quite possible, man. Uh, it is quite possible. So with that being said, man, let's jam on out of this thing. Don't forget to hit that like button. Do Law Nation a favor. Let's get to 100 likes, man, uh, one way or another, man, if you have to. Uh, share it to a friend, neighbor, or foe. Help me out. Let's get this thing going one way or another. Uh, I want to see Lincoln Riley give us the boys a pregame speech and tell us like it is. <laughs> we'll see, man. We shall soon see. Let me go ahead and check on everything else over here and get things going for you guys. 
that's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. And remember, you're listening to nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing but the best. Salute. I'm out. Peace. Jam on out with me, baby. Let's go, baby. Hit that subscribe button, baby. Cowboy Nation, all day, every day, even twice on Sunday. <laughs> yes. Yes, let's go. There you be go. Yeah. Come on. Watch how they be coming. Listening to nothing but the best.